0: We're talking blues hockey. It's the Joey Vitale Report on 101 ESPN. Brought to you by The Electrical Connection. When you need quality electrical work for your home or business, visit electricalconnection.org. Let's go to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line, the one, the only, Joe Vitale, Blues Analyst here on 101 ESPN, joins us. Good morning, sir. How are you, how are you doing? Hope you're having a good Friday.
1: Yes, it's been a great, great Friday. Uh, just got in about 1 a.m. with the Blues here, Randy, and a quick turnaround with all the kiddos this morning. Off school, uh, of course, all weekend, which is exciting, but looking forward to the Easter weekend. How are you guys today?
2: We're doing great, Joey. And before we jump into the current state of the Blues, speaking of plane rides, we need you to explain yourself, okay? We had Darren Pang on the show earlier this week, the Blues playing the Bruins, and I asked him about that infamous plane ride that you guys had from Boston back to St. Louis after the team had won the Cup. And I'm going to play the audio of what he told us. He told us an interesting story, and once you hear this, Joey, we need you to explain yourself. Oh,
1: boy. oh boy. Before that, obviously, Chaser and I were together before Chaser stepped
0: down, and so Joey and I are sitting there, and I, I turn around and Joey's sound asleep.
1: Like I mean, sound asleep. So we got Oscar Sundquist and all his buddies coming up, and, and they're posing with the Stanley Cup. And he's and he's out like a light. Like he's uh, he's not used to drinking champagne and beer. I think at the same time. So
2: joey what the greatest plane ride of your life and you're snoozing
1: <laughs> it's like that scene from uh, billy madison i think you guys remember that movie where they're talking to billy at the beginning of the dinner table He's like hey billy how was your day oh it's okay i fell asleep by the pool and then one guy's like oh, crazy carl's like did you fall asleep or did you pass out uh that, that was kind of my uh, situation <laughs> hey listen I, I got a legit story here i am not making this up i know guys give me they give me um they, they bug me about this all the time, and, and this, this is legit. Everyone thinks I fell asleep or I passed out. Okay, so the Blues win the Cup. I'm up there. This is the time we were with KMOX before we switch over to 101, obviously. And so we're down there, and I'm rushing down there, and Curbs is doing so the live call from that little corner up in TD Garden. And I'm down on the ice, and we're doing all our things and interviewing the players and Doug Armstrong and getting the picture with the Cup. And finally things get rallied, and we're all, we're all done on the ice and and I shoot upstairs and I'm with Curbs and we're just like in this euphoric state like what we just witnessed is incredible like playing in the party and and all of a sudden I get a text from Alexander Steen who says where are you and I'm like oh I'm up at the booth and he's like get down here right now so Curbs and I we we were slam our books we just left it all behind (laughs) we left it to Amy Marks course and Alex to kind of clean things up we just flew down the locker room and then of course the players are all down there and What's funny about Boston is it's actually probably the worst visiting locker room to win the cup. And I actually joked with David Pratt about this a few days ago as we were there again. And we were kind of laughing. He said, you know, listen, if you want to win, you can win anywhere. I don't really care. But of all the locker rooms in the league, it probably is the worst. I mean, it's so tight, so small. And, of course, we were in the locker room, and they, they see me walk in, and they hand the cup over to me. Colton Pareko's got it. I'll never forget it. He's filling the cup up with two Bud Light. And, guys, I swear, as God is my witness, I cannot drink beer. I had like this this gluten, this intolerance where my, my throat swells and I get like really scratchy and I oh, can't no. speak. So here I am watching Colton Braco fill this cup with beer. And the only thing I'm thinking in my head is I cannot turn down the Stanley Cup full of beer and explain a beer allergy to the entire <laughs> team. That That would just not go over well. So I tried to suck it up. He hands me the whole cup and I'm like, it's pouring down my body and I'm trying not to swallow it to be respectful of my body so I don't completely pass out. And some probably obviously gets through my throat. Anyway, long story short, I do have about uh, two or three bottles of champagne in the meantime. But when I get on the plane, my throat starts getting itchy. I start getting this reaction. I'm like, oh my God, I am totally going to sp- spoil this party. And the radio broadcaster is going to die on the plane ride home. And the whole party is going to be shot. <laughs> I'm thinking, like, my, my throat is literally closing as we're taking off. I'm like, oh my God, this is terrible. I start freaking out, having a panic attack. But like, Because of the altitude, everything is going to get all like disarray. And I'm going to die on the flight. And, and so eventually I just fall into this very euphoric, calming sleep. And then, yes, he is absolutely right. Good news is, I woke up, but I wake up to about 30 or 40 pictures of guys next to me. Uh, my favorite one of all was Oscar Sundquist sitting by me with the cup, kind of pointing at me like, What's, what's with this guy? Like, who, fell, who fell asleep on the flight? Uh, but one of those things where we all laugh about today. But I was so grateful that um, I was able to make it there and, and get back to St. Louis alive. But certainly, I look back, I have no regrets. I am glad I did not turn down the Colton Pareko stealing cup full of beer. But it was uh, it was uh, thoroughly a mix of a allergy reaction uh, to beer and a combination of three bottles of champagne. It just does <laughs> not mix, guys. I, I don't recommend doing it.
0: Joe Vitale with us on 101 ESPN, and Joey, the Colorado Avalanche have won eight in a row. They have 114 points, but here are the Minnesota Wild, seven one and two in their last ten. Your St. Louis Blues 9 0 and one in their last ten. None of those three teams, if they made the finals, would surprise me.
1: None at all. I mean, and this is you know this is a whole another topic for a whole another day. But you know they they've implemented this wild card system with Gary Bettman in the league, and it's, it makes you wonder: will they ever go back? To the one verse eight um, or one verse sixteen, if you want to go across the entire league, because you know you look at how powerful the central division is, and you're going to have you're going to have at least the, one one of those three teams being bounced in that first round. I mean, look at the Eastern Conference uh, for another example. I mean, between Toronto, Boston. Uh, tampa florida there's gonna be some heavyweight matchups in that first round which you know i I get the whole you know division rivals throughout the season and 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 i get all that don't get me wrong the wild card race is certainly exciting uh but the downside to all this is that you are going to have a lot of good teams being balanced within the first couple weeks which is unfortunate because you like to see the the best teams kind of make it at least to the conference finals or the stanley cup finals but this is a very very heavy division as you mentioned randy I could see Colorado, St. Louis, or Minnesota making it all the way to the Stanley Cup, um, clearing through this Western Conference. Um, I think the three strongest teams are in this Central Division. Uh, I used to say that about Calgary. I think their game has slipped just a little bit, although they had um, you know a tough tough loss last night against the Las Vegas. The Knights, and then when the Blues were up there, I just I saw something about their game I just didn't like as much as I did about a month and a half ago. So I really kind of pivoted away from the Calgary Flames. I don't think they're necessarily the top contender with the Colorado Avalanche anymore in this conference. I do believe it's going to be between Minnesota, Colorado and then of course the St. Louis Blues. Now for the St. Louis Blues, I mean, you're looking at a situation where it's probably going to be the Minnesota Wild now in this first round. A lot, a lot could still happen, but realistically we're looking at the Minnesota Wild, and then um, of course if you take it one step further, if Minnesota and St. Louis keep at this pace, it looks like the Blues will probably end up opening up on the road in Minnesota unless something crazy happens. Uh, but so that's that first matchup, and that's going to be an, an important one. Uh, but then you look at the Colorado Avalanche. Who are they going to fight face if The Blues are with the Minnesota Wild. My my bet and my hope is for the Nashville Predators because if there's one team that can trip up this Colorado Avalanche team, I think it's going to be Nashville. I think the biggest question right now for a lot of people in the league is who can get through Colorado? How do you beat Colorado? Can Colorado be beaten? I think if you find them in the second round, which hopefully the Blues um, gets that point and they do, I like the national matchup because if there's one team that's just going to beat the tar out of them, I think it's going to be the National Predators. The way John Hines coach with Janot and McLaren and Lucunnan, I mean, all those kind of big heavy hitters that love to play physical, love to run players through the wall. I think if they can kind of deal with that for five, six, seven games in an opening round with the National Predators, it could be a great situation if the Blues can sweep by Minnesota.
2: Joey Vladimir Tarasenko five points last night the hat trick he hits the 30 goal mark for the season as Robert Thomas says he's just been playing out of his mind and I look at this Blues team and at the top of uh, the list of reasons why I think they're going to be great in the playoffs is because Vladimir Tarasenko is a dangerous man right now
1: he's very dangerous Um, he's not only scoring the elite goals from the outside I think he's scoring more of the drive it to the net and and stick it down the throat type of goals. You know, you look at that goal last night when he kind of flies by Owen powers off the defense zone face-off and drives the net. I mean, uh, those are the type of goals we're seeing more and more uh, often out of him. A rebound goal a couple nights, uh, a couple games ago, excuse me, at the Enterprise Center. Rebound, he's right to the front. It's kind of those dirtier goals, those greasier goals. And Craig Berube has worked with them all year long. And the last couple years, for that matter, as far as getting to the net and scoring more of those rugged goals, you know, for a long time there, when you was new to the league, like you're looking at Jordan Kyer, Robert Thomas, um, you, you score a lot of perimeter goals because people don't know much about you. But then, as you get better and more elite, you score more goals. You get much, much tougher. Uh, much tougher for you to score those outside goals. So now you got to figure out a way to get to the inside and you got to work a little bit harder and you got to get to those greasy like blue crease and hash mark areas where you're going to get hit, you're going to get flashed, you're going to get whacked. But those are the areas you got to get you to score goals. And that's, that's one of the things I've noticed this year about him, Michelle. The other thing is his motor just seems like it's never quitting. I mean, look at that game last night. After he scores that goal, he's in on the forecheck. He knocks someone off the puck. He's in physical. He's been, he's been physically engaged in, in the front of the net, um, in the forecheck, uh, knocking people off bodies. You know, that Fred Frederick uh, is a perfect example in Boston a couple of games ago where Frederick comes at him and he just kind of bulldozes him over, right? He's solid as can be him and Robert Thomas. Are, are literally like concrete columns. It's very hard to make them budge. And when he's got that motor going, it's a very scary thing. And the last thing I'll say about Vladimir Tarasenko, and this is something Ivan Barbashev and I talked about um, as far as, you know, one of the reasons why he's been so successful this year, Barbashev and Tarasenko, they, they train with a lot of Russians there in Miami. And one of the things that Barbashev said is, you know, they would work out for six days, skate for five days or whatever it be, but then like Sunday or Tuesday, whatever day of the week it was, it'd be a day off. A lot of guys would go to the beach and enjoy themselves in Miami. Guess he was one of the only players that went back to the gym that day and continued to work out and push himself. It was it was Teresinko. and that was just a really thing that stood out. But he was a seven day a week type of trainer this summer, uh, this past summer, where he really put in the work, put in the attitude, where he knew he was going to have to come in here and have an, a monster year, and he certainly has for St. Louis.
0: Joey V, one last thing. I know that you're a man that uh, enjoys a challenge. Miss Michelle laid down the gauntlet. She said that she didn't think that I could eat a one pound Reese's bunny in an hour. And so she brought one in this morning, and between seven and eight, I pulled that off. I I
1: I wr- rose to the challenge. Man versus food, and man won. Yeah, good for you, Randy. Yeah, if there's if there's one piece of chocolate, I think that you, you can dummy. I think it would have to be the Reese's. The thing The thing that's good about the Reese's, like peanut butter cup or the bunny, is there there is a good quality amount of air in it, right? Like you look at a. Let's look at a Snicker bar, you know, or just solid Hershey chocolate. It's just dense, right? There's mm-hmm. so much density. There's just a lot of chocolate. But if you bite into a Reese's, there's a, there's a little fluff. There's like a little airy fluff in it. So I uh, I would take that bet any day of the week, Randy. I'm proud of you.
0: Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Hey, you and your family have a great Easter weekend, and we'll be tuned in for the Blues as they're back at it against Minnesota.
2: Big one this weekend.
1: Sounds good, Randy. Michelle. You guys have a great Easter weekend as well. Thanks, Joey.
2: Joey Thanks. Vitale Bye-bye. on 101 ESPN.